G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Jesus said, if you hold to my teachings, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. A group of Canadian lumberjacks were standing around having their tea break, and a very small, skinny man walked up to them and asked whether they could give him a job chopping down trees. Well, they just laughed looking at the size of him. But then somebody said, give him a go. So they gave him an axe, and uh, he walked up to the first tree and took one swipe of it and went swish. And with just one blow, the tree came tumbling down. They were absolutely flabbergasted. Somebody said, do it again. So he went up to a thicker tree this time and took another swish at it, and down the tree went. They were absolutely blown away. They'd never seen anything like that. And they took him up to this very big tree, and he took one long swipe at it and swished, thump, down it came. They looked at him and said, we have never seen anyone chop down trees like that. Where did you learn to do that? He said, in the Sahara forest. One of the men said to him, Sahara forest, don't you mean the Sahara desert? He said, oh yeah, well that's what they call it now. And I guess when we look at our lives, sometimes it seems like there is a forest of trees in front of us. God wants us to take the first tree before us, one day at one time. Trust him for today and see those trees come down one at a time and our forest also will become like a desert. This is Set Free with Ken Legg. Well, it's been an interesting time this week looking at the subject of winning over worry. If you've just joined us, there's some good practical things ahead. And Ken's been sharing with us the fact that whilst we can't control our emotions like worry directly, we can control them indirectly through our thoughts. Change the way a person thinks and you'll change the way that they feel. I'm Phil Edwards and welcome, Ken. You've been describing to us uh, the very thing that Jesus did. He did this thing. He set, set people free through the renewing of their minds. Can we just get a bit of a wrap-up for those perhaps who have joined us today? Yeah, we've looked at uh, five points so far that Jesus shared in that uh, chapter, in Matthew chapter 6. First of all, he said, look, God has given you life. Don't you think he's going to look after it? Don't you think he's going to sustain it? Trust him for that. Second thing, he said, look at the birds. Look at the trees. God created them, and uh, they seem to just continue without anxiety, without worry. They work, sure. They operate within the framework that God has set for them, but they certainly don't get anxious, and life goes on for them. How much more will it do so for you? And then thirdly, he stated the obvious by saying, look, worries are not going to change anything. Uh, Just like you can't grow anymore by wishing you could grow more. Uh, you can't change your life by just hoping these things won't happen to you. Mm. Uh, it's a matter of trust and faith. And then he said also learn from the flowers, how beautiful they are. Look at the work that God has put into those, and yet they're here today and gone tomorrow, used as fuel for the fire. Uh, but we've got an incredible destiny. We've got an incredible eternal future. Uh, God's investing in us big time. So just remember the incredible, unique role that we have on this earth. It's all about uh, perspective, really, isn't it? The, the way that we appreciate the things that God has given to us that's and, right. and who he is. That's right. And then the fifth thing he said was um, worry is uh, a characteristic of the unsaved. It's not a characteristic of a believer. They, We have a heavenly father. They don't. Mm. So we have this incredible 
privilege of bringing all our burdens and our cares and casting them upon the Lord. And when you think it through, it is all fairly logical and, and practical, but he went on to say some other things too, didn't he? Yeah, he, the next thing he said is, look, it's actually people that get distracted about the main purpose of their being here that end up worrying. This is what he said. He said, look, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and then all these things will be added to you. In other words, get things in their right order. Things like food and clothing and other legitimate daily needs that we do have, and they are legitimate needs, but they should never become the major focus of life. Mm. There are only functional requirements when you think about it to keep us going. But the main purpose of a disciple of Christ is the kingdom of God. Now, my body and my life on earth exist for one supreme purpose, and that is to do God's will. And, of course, that's how Jesus viewed his life when he was on earth. He he said, you know, the, the writer of the Hebrews uh, quotes him as saying uh, that when he came into the world, he said, sacrifice and offering you didn't desire, but a body you have prepared for me. So what he was saying is, look, I've been given this body and it's been given to me for one purpose, and that is to do the will of God. He could have used his body selfishly or sinfully, but he knew that uh, it was really at God's disposal. And so the kingdom of God was the goal that Jesus had when he was on earth. He, he, he was focused, and all these other incidentals took care of themselves. Now, as I say, and I'll say it again because some people that are listening today might be struggling in these areas. Things like food and clothing and paying your bills, they are necessities in life. Uh, I'm not minimizing that in any way at all. But when we worry over the temporal needs that we have, we will become distracted from the main focus which is the kingdom of God. But as we understand and live for that primary purpose of doing God's will and living for his kingdom, then we're confident that uh, all these other things will be taken care of. He will meet all our needs according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. I guess the thing here is us having that attitude where everything we have is actually not our own anyway. The very body that we have, the abilities that we have, even to say the disabilities that we might have, to say, look, God, you've given me all of this for your glory, to use for your kingdom, and that's what I'm going to do, and why should I worry? Because it's all yours in the first place. But sometimes we get squeezed into that world mold as well. You know, we like to be in that space where we think of the things that we have or the things that we need or want are the end in themselves, you know, to get the nice house or to do whatever it might be. But what should set us apart as believers is that we're known for the opposite. Yeah, that's right. All this is very practical, what Jesus shared with us. And there's one final point that he brings out in this passage, and we'll finish up with that today, Phil. And that's this. He said, don't worry about tomorrow because tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. (laughs) In other words, he was basically saying, hey, I've given you your life in portions of one day at a time. There's grace for today. There's not grace for yesterday because yesterday's gone. Mm. There's not grace for to- tomorrow until tomorrow becomes today. So find the grace of God for today and just live in today. Don't start worrying about what might happen tomorrow and, and what might take place there. Now, on that point, uh, Phil, I, I heard a story, a beautiful story once of, um, you remember the days of um, communism when, you know, the Iron Curtain and uh, uh, if you if you manage to sneak into those countries and preach the gospel, then you could be persecuted, put in prison, even even uh, disappear forever. Mm. And uh, if you're a believer in those countries, you had to pay a very high price. And I heard this story of um, uh, this guy that used to work in those countries in those times, 
and he came to the West and he shared about the time when uh, the Russian guards just burst in upon a church meeting and they brought all the Christians outside and they dug a big hole and they put the children in the hole and started filling it in. And they said to the parents, now, renounce Christ or we'll bury them alive. And they kept filling in the hole. And none of these Russian believers would renounce Christ and their children were buried alive, you know. And then this guy said to the congregation in this Western church, would you be able to stand for Jesus like that? Well, one lady was was very distraught over that challenge and she came to see a pastor in the middle of the week and she said, Pastor, I cannot be a Christian anymore. I, I cannot do what that man asked us to do. If I had to watch my children being buried alive, I could not do it. And, you know, the pastor, with incredible wisdom, he said, My dear, you don't have to even ask answer that question. For the, the fact of the matter is you don't know what you could do tomorrow when tomorrow comes. You don't know what grace will be given to you at that time. And that's why you feel today you could not do that if you're in that situation because you see the challenge, you see the problem, but you don't see the grace that's going to be there for you at that time. You're not meant to live in what might happen and what might take place sometime in the future. Jesus is saying sufficient for the day is the evil. Whatever happens to you today, you can be sure there is grace from God to deal with it. So don't worry about tomorrow. Don't worry about what might happen in the future because you'll never find or see the grace as you look at things that might take place in the future. Just deal with today because there is grace for you to handle today. Well, that brings us to the end of our series this week. Hope you can join us next week when we start a brand new one. Until then, remember, you don't have to carry that baggage. God wants you to be set free. For books, DVDs, small group studies and other resources from Ken Legg, including the book What's Eating You, which features topics from today's message, visit the Vision Christian store at vision.org.au. That's vision.org.au.